A blessed morning to you friends out there once again. Welcome to the Porter's Gate online broadcast. If you're joining us this morning, I want to welcome you to another beautiful live broadcast. Wherever you'll be joining us from this morning, I pray that the Spirit of God will grant us insight, clarity, grace to really savour this moment and celebrate this wonderful Good Friday. Well, we are celebrating this day because we know the importance of this day. In fact, the message we've been preaching for a while now that we've been teaching for a while, of course, it's been centered around uh, uh, what the, the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary yeah, 2,000 years ago, beyond 2,000 years ago. In fact, I never really connected, you know, uh, um, this message we've been doing on the exodus of the church to Easter. It, it never really occurred to me until a few days ago I realized and I said to myself, wait, there's a there's a connection here, there's a coronation here. So we really want to thank God that God, amen, is speaking to us in this season in relating to amen is 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 intention and counsel for his church and of course amen for the deliverance of the nation so if you're joining me this morning a blessed morning to you my dear sister if you're joining me this morning welcome welcome this is the potter's gate online broadcast the lord is helping us to continue to release his, his heart, his mind, his intentions, his counsel for the season. I know that this these are days where there are all kinds of you know narratives, if you will, challenges out there. But we want to keep our eyes, amen, on the Lord. We want to keep our mind, amen, stayed on him. We want to focus on his values, on his counsel. We want to continue to make, amen, this, this uh, a message that heaven has given to us, amen, the driving force of our life and, of course, our existence. So join me this morning, wherever you are this morning. Let's celebrate uh, this, uh, this day, all right? This is not just another tradition. Traditional uh, uh, Easter, you know, Friday or Good Friday, as they'll call it. All right, uh, like I always say, beyond or behind whatever tradition is accorded to, you know, th these things, this day, Easter, you know, Friday. Let's look at Amen. The, the value in the Word of God. Let's look at the essence, the the purpose of God. Amen. Yes. At least we all know. We all agree that Jesus Christ came to this world. Amen. He was born. Yes. He was. He was arrested beyond the miracles and all of that that he did. He was arrested. Amen. Yes. The Pharisee, the Jews. Amen. Yes. Handed the the the, 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 the Jewish leader handed him over to the Roman. You know. Uh, uh, you know government of his day amen and and of course he was crucified he died on the cross so all of that to us amen is 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 a pattern the the life of christ how he was born amen how he lived life the things he did he, how he grew amen yes all of the things that happened to him are pattern for us amen for for life so uh, it's not just about the miracles that jesus did it's not just about all right you know the provisions that you know uh, he gave to us in terms of material things no it's about his entire life the entire scope of his life amen is a pattern for us jesus they say he's the pattern son all right. So if we also want to break away from that hold, from that, you know, control and influence of the enemy, amen, we have to embrace all of Christ. And if you, if you, if you, if you, if you truly want to walk in that revelation, everything that Jesus did, amen, in terms of his death, 
Yes, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension. Amen. We must all embrace. So there is no uh, a segmented, you know, uh, a part of the gospel. We want the entire, amen, gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to walk, amen, in his, in his path. The Lord said to Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. In other words, all right, walk as you see me walk. The Bible talk about uh, uh, Enoch who walked with God. Walking with God, like I always say, amen, is the most challenging thing. God can use anything and anyone to do whatever he wants to do. He's sovereign. But to walk with God, that takes a lot of commitment. And this is what, amen, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is all about. That we become a people, yes, who want to live their life in, in, in accordance to his will. And that means we are going to face, amen, all kinds of things within our life and, of course, outside of our life. So we are going to continue to look at uh, at the exodus of the church i call this uh, uh today's message amen uh, a passover amen uh, uh 2.0 and for the for, for for this simple reason we all know that the passover amen is a tradition that amen reflect how god brought his people yes out of the land of bondage out of the land of egypt yes that that's an historic uh, uh, uh reality that cannot be wiped away but in that amen, history, in that experience, we also find a pattern. God is a God of pattern, all right? In fact, there is nothing that we see happening today within the context of the New Covenant, the New Testament, amen, that you will not find a pattern, if you will, a shadow in the Old, amen, in the Old Testament. So, uh, uh, the, the, the scripture is one, amen, chain of, of, of experience, all right, seasons and times may change, amen, but God's objective, God's pattern, God's, you know, counsel, amen, is still the same. And we believe today that God, amen, is still calling out a people. And of course, it's for this reason that we've been doing this series of teaching. Today, we're talking about the exodus of the church. All right, from today's religious amen, uh, bondage, from today's soulish uh, uh, influence, whatever it is, amen, that is holding the people of, of God, uh, you and I bound, amen, to some Egypt out there. You know that Egypt is anything or system or person, amen, that, that keeps us in, 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 in imprisonment, amen, that, that locks us in a place where we are not free to serve God, where we are not free, amen, to live our life in the way God, amen, will ordain it and and of course this egypt amen or this pharaohic system is not just something that is physically done all right many many of us many people have been mentally imprisoned amen by pharaoh have been emotionally imprisoned by pharaoh amen has been you know spiritually captured by pharaoh so pharaoh to us amen is a spirit is a system amen it could be an idea it could be a philosophy whatever it is amen that takes our liberty and our freedom i mean we've spoken about this before but i'm just you know going back to some of these things to give us some highlight and give us a kind of a, a framework if you look at what is going on in the body of christ today you will believe excuse me you will agree with me that people are under an influence that is not of god that a lot of people amen a lot of mass amen are still captured yes uh, in some ideology in some worship of men 
in the worship, amen, of material things. Right? Christ came and, and showed us the pattern of freedom. I mean, he is the very definition of freedom. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, amen, that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him, to believe in Christ, amen, is to walk into freedom. Amen. Uh, uh, the last time we were reading Galatians, amen, chapter 3, Paul was rebuking the Galatian church. He said, oh foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? So we are dealing with some very powerful, you know, demonic, satanic system today that have captured, amen, what we define to be church, amen, what we define. In fact, what we define to be freedom and liberty have become the very, you know, instrument that have enslaved us, that is still enslaving us. Right, so so we will continue to believe the Lord, Amen, to help us because the Bible says, "True knowledge is people shall be shall be liberated, shall be delivered." All right, that as we look at the shadow, Amen, as we look at the shadow, the shadow means what the Lord did under the old covenant, Amen. How the Lord moved, Amen. Yes, how He showed His hand, how He delivered His people. As we look at that. You know, when God wants to move, He always gives us, Amen, a kind of a pattern, a reference. And today, of course, of course, we've got the Word of God, which is our reference. Now, the power of God's Word, Amen, and the knowledge of that Word begins to give us, yes, a headway, a, a, a pathway into freedom. I can bet you that a lot of people today are not even aware. They are not reading. They are not studying. They they don't know what is in the Word of God. They depend on what somebody says. That's why whatever we say here whatever we teach here amen it's your responsibility to go back and cross check like the Bereans, you've got to cross check if the things that I'm saying, because a lot of people will say, what this guy is saying is just not right. It's not right. Well, what do you define as right? How do you, what are the framework to, to define what is true, amen, from what is not? How do you come to the conclusion, amen, that what I'm saying or what I'm preaching is not right? You know, how do you come to that conclusion? How do you know truth, amen, if there are no framework, that defines what is true and this is the reason why to me i gave my life to jesus i've shared this several times i mean i grew up in an environment where somehow i just hated god and everything that that has to do with god because the environment amen that i lived that people call you know christianity all right reflected something totally different from what i believe all right if, if you say god is love there are certain you know beliefs certain values you should, you should see from that love amen if i say i love you then there are certain things you should expect from me all right yes so i saw something contrary so i said no i don't want to have anything to do with this you see so you see my point is i'm very practical all right i'm very very practical about the way i relate with god i take the word of god very literal all right i take the word if god, if god says something i mean that's how god dealt with me that's how i came you know my salvation was radical that doesn't mean that i i, I didn't have challenge I, I i'm still not having challenges amen in my faith and in my walk with god we all do but the point that i'm making is all right there are certain value principles there are certain standards amen that have been established that you can build on amen yes the bible said those who they, they they who know those who know their god will be strong today we don't know god we know church we know religion we know tradition we know what you know the papa said we know what the mama said we know the testimony of people we know all kinds of things 
but we seldom know God. We seldom know His word because we don't pay amen, attention. The Bible says we must pay close attention to these things that have been given, that has been spoken, lest they slip away from us. And that's what the enemy is doing today, amen. We rather believe in what the prophet, so-called prophet, say, amen, than believe what God's word says. And in fact, even what the prophet say, we we do not have the the the, 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 the courage and the faith to go and actually probe if these things are true. That is what we have learned of the Bereans. Even though Paul was a man, amen, of, of, of great word, he was an oratory, I mean, he, he, he loved God, he knew God, he walked with God, yet these people will not just take Paul, amen, on a face value. The Bible says that the, the Bereans, they were known for being wise, that they went back to cross-check. In other words, there was a reference, they had a reference to what was going on. And guess what? Their reference was the Old Testament. <laughs> it's amazing. But you see, how we interpret, amen, the scripture is what matters. And that's what I keep telling people. It's not about saying, the, the, you know, one part of the Bible is old and the other one is new. We've got to understand the context, amen, when they say the Old Testament and the New Testament is about how God dealt with his people. Like I always say, the word of God is one, but the way he dealt with people under the old covenant, amen, based on that time, based on their knowledge, based on their experience, based on their environment, God related, amen. Can you imagine God trying to relate to us today the way he related to people who were living amen in the first century or in the in the in the second century we will never be able to compute we will never be able to because we live in two different worlds one once one world the same world but two different timelines and that's why I've got to understand times and season. God speaks to us about times and season. <laughs> like the sons of Issachar, they knew, they knew the times and the season. Amen. Today, because people lack the understanding of the time and the seasons, amen, they cannot relate. They don't know what to do. Is this the same Bible? It's still the same word of God, amen. But there's a lot of confusion. And that's why there's all kinds of denominations today. You know, I, I, somebody was chatting with me not too long ago and this person was asking so what denomination do you belong i said well i don't belong to any denomination i'm not part of those that are divided christ is not divided so what do you mean that's what i mean amen when you follow christ amen you 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 don't you you don't need a denomination you don't need amen to be divided because that's what denomination means just i mean the word itself explaining denominate all right, uh, 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 the, the, the you know the South African you know currency has you know uh, I think about four denomination or three denomination. Every country has you know uh, different denomination in terms of their monetary policy. The, you've got your ten rand, you've got your you know twenty rand, you've got your fifty rand, then you've got your hundred, then you've got of course your two hundred rand. You know, so as you move from place to place, you you will see different denominations. In the kingdom, there's one denomination. There is no two denominations. It's all about Christ. Hallelujah. There's one faith, one Lord. Amen. One baptism. Hallelujah. One Christ. You have to understand. This has to, amen, be well entrenched within the core values of our thinking. So we are not deceived. We are not deceived, amen, by, by, the, by the message of men, by the gospel of men, by the ideas of men. The, the Bible says certain people have crept into the church to steal our liberty. They've crept in, into the church. They've crept, they're among us. 
He said they went from they went from us because they are not part of us. You see, when you read scripture, you begin to understand or and, and appreciate what I mean when I say amen. There's an exodus of the church today. God is bringing out a people from the church, amen, from what we define as the church, God is calling out a people just, just as he called out, whenever there is, listen to this, whenever there is, amen, a situation or condition that seeks to keep people, amen, yes, in bondage against their will, that seeks to, amen, manipulate, intimidate, control, amen, use all kinds of, you know, uh, 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 unbiblical, you know, extra biblical way, amen, to, to follow people to do things even in the area of giving all right whenever there is amen an environment a condition amen a teaching you, you understand a philosophy that that it seeks to control you amen against your will against your belief that's why what you believe is very important because if you don't know what you believe, it's easy for people to influence you to believe in the wrong thing. And that's why at the heart of this message, amen, is to get to know the truth. Because it's the truth that you know. The truth don't set you free. It's the truth that you know. And I always say the truth, amen, for you to know it, you've got to what? Come close to it. You've got to experience it. You can't know the truth from afar. The kingdom is not something you experience from afar. All right? So a lot of us going to church, going to all kinds of places, many people today all right, will be celebrating Easter with the pickle fish. If you're in South Africa or in Southern Africa, all right, there's all kind of pickle fish going on out there, you know, thinking that that is part of Christianity. Where in the world did you see, amen, fish relating to, you know, the gospel of the kingdom? Those are traditions of men. It's fine. I mean, I lost some people will make the pickle fish. Oh, this is where I remember Sister Diony gone to be with the Lord. I mean, she used to make pickle fish. You know, I mean, she makes one of the best pickle fish. I eat it, but I'll still tell her, you know, this is not biblical. This is not, you know, this is not scriptural. All right, but I'll still enjoy the the, the fish. But you see, how do you relate? How do you relate things like that? Amen. You know, to 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 Christ and to freedom. Amen. And to your salvation. These are things that have crept into the church. And beyond that, there are things, people who have crept into our life, into our space. Wrong mindset, wrong belief system that have become a stronghold today that even when we want to go, we want to be free. We, we cannot just, amen, walk out. Even when they say, you're free, go, go, go. No, because we are so used to. The Bible says those things have become a stronghold. There are mindsets, there are belief systems, there are traditions, amen. Yes, that have become part and parcel of our life. That we, I mean, today there are places, you know, you go to that you cannot separate, uh, you know, Christianity from, you know, from the, from the, from the tradition of that community, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Zulu, you know, uh, added Christianity, you know, Kosa added Christianity, you know, uh, 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 colored Christianity, you know, uh, 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 you know, Nigerian Christianity, and then there, there's all kinds of, you know, like even the West, the, the West, the American Christianity is totally different from the gospel of Christ. Oh, come on. You understand the way they practice Christianity in, in somewhere like Europe, London, let's say, all right, is different from sound biblical. You've got to understand that sound biblical Christianity, amen, has its own world, its own values, its own belief, its own understanding to life. If you have to come 
out of whatever it is that I've defined and shaped. Amen. Yes, your pattern of thinking. Alright. It comes to save us from our environment, from you know, even our family values. There are family values that are anti-Christ, that are anti-God, amen. There are values we have imbibed, amen, as a nation, you know, as a community, amen, that we even celebrate in the church that is far from the truth. Oh, come on. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are all kinds of things today that we have imbibed, that we have accepted, and we just, you know, carry on with them, thinking that, you know, they're part of, no, no, those are what you would define as denomination. Those are the manifestations, the experience of denomination. The gospel of, the, of, of Christ is the gospel of his kingdom. What does that mean? The gospel of his kingdom. The kingdom of God, amen, yes, has his own dimension of life. Whatever life we have, we have experienced, we are experiencing on earth, amen. No matter how beautiful, how sincere, amen. If it's not, if, if it's not aligned, amen, to the principles and values of God's word, amen, is a strange value, is a strange culture, yes. Some you go to certain community, they're very hospitable, they're nice people, they're kind, and that's very good, amen. Yes, and we should celebrate that, but that cannot, amen, represent, amen, the gospel of Christ. Because sometimes the Lord wants us to challenge certain things, rebuke certain things, correct certain things, but because we don't want to step on toes, we rather leave it and ignore it. You understand this? So, how we look at life and how we define what is correct has to be sourced, amen, purely from the scriptures, from the word of God, particularly from what Jesus said, that's why the words of Christ, Jesus said the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life alright, words are formed by ideas, amen words are formed by ideas ideas is what creates philosophy philosophy is where people define, amen their, 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 their concept of right and wrong no, we cannot. The, the scripture tells us there were two trees in the garden. When man fell, amen, it became the very manifestation, amen, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We are not called to live in that order. We are called to, to live our life from the dimension, amen, of what is known as the tree of life. The tree of life. It's not about words. The kingdom of God is not in words. The kingdom of God is in the demonstration hallelujah, of the power of the authority, amen, of Christ. The kingdom of God is about life, amen. Yes, Jesus Christ came to give us life. He didn't come to give us nice words. He didn't come to give us nice belief system. He came to give us life because what, amen, defines the world we live in, amen, is sourced by life. So we have to understand all of these things that we are looking into. Amen. This that's why I call Amen. This message, Amen. Passover 2.0. Amen. In other words, uh, this is another layer, another level, Amen, of the Passover that we experienced. That you know was experienced in Egypt. Yes, that shows us. That reflects something to us. And 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 as we come into Christ, Amen, we begin to experience a Passover. Can you see the word Passover means to cross from one realm, from one position, amen, yes, to, to, to the next, to cross from where you have been cap held captive, you've been held in a hostage, you've been held, amen, uh, 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 in prison, amen, and 
I'm going to be sharing some scripture with us. In fact, we're going to be sharing one scripture. We're going to be looking at uh, Exodus uh, uh, 3 this morning. God said, I have come down. I have come down because I've heard the cry. I've heard the cry of my people. I've, I've come. I've come to deliver them from the hand of their oppressor. And I'm saying today, amen, that in our search, in our longing, in our quest for freedom, we are falling into the wrong hand. People have, people have deceived us, amen, giving us the fake, amen, you know, for the real, giving us the fake, hallelujah, for, you know, for the lie, all right? So if you don't know the lie, if you don't, excuse me, if you don't know the truth, how do you identify the lie? If you don't know, amen, you know, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a real note, how, amen, how do you identify the fake? You get the point that I'm making. You've got to be able to know, authenticate the real note, amen, for you to say uh, that one is fake. If, if you don't know what real note looks like, feel like, amen, it's so easy, you understand, to believe and to accept the fake. In fact, you will gladly take the fake note, amen, and you want to go, you know, use it. And that's where you get you, you get to be caught because somebody who knows that what you're carrying is the fake, amen, are going to arrest you. They're going to say, sorry, this is illegal. You are not supposed to spend this kind of a money because this is fake this is not amen uh, 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 what has been approved amen by the by the central bank of the country so you get you get to be arrested because of your ignorance my people perish for lack of knowledge are you getting the point friends my people perish in the name of Christ people are going to hell in the name of you know the kingdom people are going into bondage so we've got to develop you know the mindsets of searching of seeking these are all scriptures words you find in the word of god they were searching the disciples were searching if you read uh, john if you start reading the book of john you understand the bible talk about the disciples who were you know who were searching they said to Nathaniel, we have found the christ Nathaniel said, what are you talking about? They said, where? He said, where? He said, from Nazareth. He said, Nazareth. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. Can you see the stigmatization? Can you see, you know, the prejudice? Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. How can the Redeemer, how can the Savior come out of Nazareth? It's just like, you know, David born. Born where? Bethlehem. Nothing good comes from Bethlehem. Kings don't come from Bethlehem. Well, you never searched. You were not tracking. Are you getting the point that we're making? So, one of the things that I want to say quickly before we go further is that let's look at today and kind of ask ourselves how far we have come. Let's look at amen, this Good Friday. And we, I believe every day is good. But today is called Good Friday. I believe, amen, tomorrow will be a good, good Saturday. Sunday will be a good Sunday. All right? But let's look at the significance of what Jesus did. You understand on the cross. Let's look at Amen. Is is issue? Why was Jesus arrested? Because it was on this day, basically that on that he was arrested. Why was he arrested? He was arrested because he brought Amen a different gospel. He he showed the people a different pathway. He came to challenge the status quo. Remember that before Jesus Christ came, amen, they, they, were, they were the Pharisee. They were, they were these rulers. 
these religious rulers who believed they were in charge. In fact, amen, Jesus was arrested because he challenged, amen, the status quo. He challenged the values of the day. He challenged the religious system of the day. It's the same thing that is happening. I told you, what we read in the word of God is a blueprint, is a pattern for us today. You understand? So don't think, well, it happened then. No, it's still happening today because the heart of people are still the same. There are those, amen, who the Bible says they use the word of God to enslave others. Paul, Paul was saying to the Romans, all right, there are people that have crept into our, our midst, amen, to, to, to steal our liberty. To steal our liberty. How are they doing it? Oh, there are various ways. I mean, we're watching a man who claims to be representing, amen, the body of Christ, yet representing a nation, and this man is a money launderer. Is a gold mafia. What a what a dimension of a life. This is somebody that is known worldwide. I mean, you would have expected amen to have a trunk of mass leaving that order and say, hey. Finally, something should have triggered the heart of them and say, finally, I, I, I got, amen, uh, that thing that I needed to, to seal this nudging, this thing I've been having. Because if you're following the Lord, you would have at some point picked something and say, something is not right here. See, now you're giving an evidence. No, no, people are still standing. They're still backing it. And that is just one. There are several, many, many out there who have used the name of God and still using the name of God, yes, to run their own, you know, selfish carnal thing. And this is what, this is the heart of the message. This is why I'm doing this message, amen, for, to awake a people. You say, well, I don't know where to go. Sit in your house. I don't know where to go again. No, sit in your house. The Lord will come and tell you where to go next. Than to live, amen, in an environment that claims to be giving you truth. Meanwhile, that thing is leading you to hell. That's what we are talking about. Listen, there are there are bondages today that people on their own cannot deliver themselves. That's why God had to awaken somebody like Moses. That's in fact. I'm going to go to uh, uh, Exodus chapter 3 because I really want us to look at this. God said, I have come down. I have come down. And I was looking at that word. This man said, God, this is powerful. God said, I have come down. All right. Once again, I want to welcome any, anyone out there joining us this morning. If, you, if you're joining our live broadcast, you are welcome. I really want to express my love and appreciation to you. I wish you and your family a wonderful holiday. At least if there's anything we are all having and uh, we're enjoying the holiday. Let's look at this. So we're dealing with uh, 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 Passover. Passover, like I said, Passover is a celebration. In fact, I'm going to quickly give you that uh, definition right now. Uh, maybe I should do that before I read the scripture. Look at this Passover or uh, the Passover feast is a feast. Okay. Is the ancient Jewish celebration of their freedom out of the land of captivity, out of the land of bondage. So when you hear Passover, all right, there's a there's a lot of you know uh, uh, principles, amen, that surround, amen, the feast of the tabernacle, or be or beyond that, the feast, amen, of of Passover. All right, Passover is 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 one of the first feasts. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, is the first feast, amen. Yes, 
that is directly proclaimed, amen, for the freedom, for the, you know, you know, in celebration, in celebrating the freedom of the people of God, amen, from Egypt. All right. So as we as, as Christians are celebrating, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, today, many of the Jews are celebrating what they call Passover, the feast of Passover. All right. Remember, I said all of these are, you know, a shadow. But within the shadow, there are lessons to learn because all of this speaks to us about Christ. Remember, we must not forget. So Passover feast is the ancient Jewish celebration of their freedom from the land of Egypt, from the land of captivity. Okay. Now, and I went forth and said, what Jesus Christ did on the cross, amen, is a direct example of the deliverance of God's people. Amen. Today, from the same form of Egypt and, and if you will, you know, Babylon, amen, and, 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 and Pharaoh that has enslaved and kept the people of God, okay? You sit down and ask yourself right now, what are the things? How many things can you look around? If you look around you, all right, can you see as a reflection of bondage? Maybe let's make it personal. What are the things today? that is holding you personally maybe habits beliefs thought pattern you know attitudes that are keeping you hostage you love God you want to serve God but this thing just hold you back they hold you down well Christ came to set us free those are the things we need to address you know wrong belief system that have become you know, a, 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 a challenge for us that we want to go on with the Lord, but we can't go on because these things, amen, have, have a grip, have a hold over us and have kept us in this imprisonment. One of the things we see in the word of God that, you know, the, 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 the gospel, amen, the, the heart of the gospel is freedom, is, is liberty, is liberation. And we read it, amen, uh, it was last week. When we were looking at, you know, uh, um, Luke chapter 4, the Spirit, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God Almighty is upon me. Amen. For he has anointed me. You understand? If if you and I are in some form of bondage, amen, that we're struggling to get out of, you can't get out of, then you know that, amen, we need, amen, yes, we need the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ and his kingdom in that area of our life. And we must not push that thing, amen, to one side or to, no, don't neglect it. You've got to focus your heart and your mind deep into, amen, those areas until you're free. Because listen to this, the enemy doesn't care how much you know. The enemy does not care, amen, how much information you have. As long as those information are not translated to the power that allow you to walk away, to walk into freedom and liberty. I remember saying a few days ago, and is there anything around you, around your life, that you, you have achieved, you've acquired, that you cannot walk away from? If you cannot walk away from things or even people, all right? Yes. And you have a kind of a soul tie. You have a kind of a, you know, a, a wrong commitment to. If you cannot walk away from those things, that thing or those people is a reflection of bondage. All right? And this is something that must be part of the very heart of true followers of Christ. There must never be anything or anyone or system, amen, in or around our life that should hinder us from going on, amen, 
That, that I, I said the heart of, of the gospel of, of Christ and his kingdom is freedom. The second thing, amen, that we see as the heart, amen, of the gospel of the kingdom of God, amen, is to journey with God, is to move on with God, amen, is, is living where we are to the next place we, we, we should be. God is a, is a traveler. God is a traveler. When we talk about movement, have you heard of people talk about the move of God, the move of God? The move of God is about the moving of God. God never, amen, remain in a particular place. He's bringing his people, amen, to a place, in the in the in the order of the children of Israel, a place he was bringing them to was called Canaan. In fact, he said, "I will bring you to the land of Canaan, to the land of the Hivites." And I was looking at that this morning. I said to myself, "Wow, God never promised to give them some this, you know, well prepared land like we always, you know, envisage. Oh, this land is is a paradise. No." Is a land of giants. Is a land where there are still, if you will, some influence, some powerful satanic demonic things. Amen. That he expects you and I, amen, to take charge over. That's why he said, the land of Cana, amen, is a land that, amen, is ruled by giants, people, all kinds of things. But that's where God is bringing them into. So the idea that, okay, God is bringing us to the land that is flowing with milk and honey. It doesn't mean that the land flowing with milk and honey, amen, does not have its obstacles or challenges. Because that's, you see, that's what religion portrays to us. God is bringing us to a land of milk and honey. <laughs> You've got to read scripture. You read scripture so that you can properly understand, amen, what the word of God is saying. So you don't have this wrong expectation because wrong expectation is what leads us, amen, to disappointment. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. All right? So the fact that God brings us out of Egypt does not mean that, oh, yes, we are homeward bound. Everything, we're going to heaven. We're not going to heaven. In fact, heaven is coming down. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, we will go to heaven. But heaven is coming down. God wants you and I, amen, to carry out his, you know, his, his objective for the earth. God has an objective for the earth. That's why the Bible says creation is groaning. Creation is crying, waiting for the word, for the revealing of the sons of God. That's not a gender. That's a quality of spirit. When the sons of God gathers, that's a quality of life. Jesus, amen, is the firstborn, is the first son. Sonship is a condition, is a position of a life we have, amen, in Christ. is a function of a kingdom life. Sonship is a function of the kingdom life. It's not a gender. Hallelujah. So we have to understand these things and allow God to help us, amen. So we say Jesus Christ, amen. Uh, uh, what Jesus Christ did on the cross is a direct expression of, Amen. Of what he did when he brought out his people. Can you imagine? He brought out an entire nation out of a nation. Oh, I, I don't think we will ever be able to comprehend that. Because that looks impossible. How do you bring out a whole nation out of a nation? He can. And in fact, he's doing the same today. God is bringing out an entire nation, amen, of his ecclesia out of the lies and the bondage, amen, and the falsehood that has been presented, amen, that has been offered to the people of God. God is calling, he said, come out of them, my people. He's calling us out. Hallelujah. So let's quickly go to Hebrew, uh, excuse me, Exodus chapter 3. Hallelujah. 
This is Passover 2.0. Thank you, Jesus. Meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. <laughs> you know, scriptures like this just, it just makes you laugh. It gets you excited. The mountain of God. Whoever named that place the mountain of God? We don't even know that there's a mountain where there, there's a divine activity. Because this is all before, you know, religion and, you know, a, a place we call the, the house of God even came to, you know, to, you know, to the scene. Moses, he had run away. Remember? 40 years he ran away. Because he thought he had what it takes. Then he realized, sorry, I, I don't have what it takes. He ran. So the Bible says he was rearing, amen, his father's uh, 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 in-laws uh, uh, um, sheep and he led them to the far you know side of uh, 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 you know far side of Oreb he led them to us amen the wilderness and they came to a place called amen Oreb the mountain of God and you know what happened to him there he heard the voice of God but beyond beyond hearing the voice of God he saw something he had never seen before my point is which I have you know explained before in my previous you know series that there is a release of the spirit the kind of church the kind of apostolic amen, leaders men and women that will be emerging in this season amen will have this quality this character this you see because like I always say in every generation there are, there are things that the spirit of God is emphasizing that will allow the people of God to move to the next thing. God does not, amen, live, uh, you know, uh, see and and jump to, you know, I. Uh -uh. God is about process, amen. God is about order. You understand? In the moving of the people of God out of Egypt, there are process and progressions. You understand? That's how God moves. God would not leave you, amen, in certain level of ignorance just because he wants you to experience something very powerful and then just take you from you know this point and dump you on that no 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 god 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 deals with us amen as one that climbs a ladder as one that climbs amen a hill you've got to take one step after the order if there are things that we should know at this point seasons of our life amen that we have not learned because we jump start we 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 we, we what's the word now we negate we, we we left amen certain principles and values in the past we will be sent back to go and learn those things and that's why you know sometimes back we did a series on amen the law was a schoolmaster there are things you you should know those knowledge are there to safeguard you when you enter the next experience, why are people so confused today about the prophetic? Why, 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 why are people today being deceived on the matters of the prophetic? Why do people believe false prophet, amen, than the true prophet? You know what? I'll tell you. Simple. Because, amen, the teachings, the foundation 
Alright? The building blocks. And this is why, amen, you should appreciate some of the teachings we have done, amen, regarding the prophetic in our prophetic school. Because what I try to do in that, you know, uh, series of teaching, amen, is to help us understand, the, the, of course, the meaning, the purpose, the objective, the agenda of the prophetic. You see, it's not about God using you, amen, to prophesy. God, you, God, God can use anybody, anything. He will use it. You see, God is not short of instruments to use. The prophetic is not about you being used either to give a word and the word came to pass. That, those are the least aspect of the prophetic. I'm saying this, I'm highlighting this so that we have a foundation, a, a, a true, you know, base for what we're dealing with so we are not deceived. When Moses thought he was ready regarding you know, this assignment, only for him to be disappointed. Ah, I'm not ready. And this is what I'm saying. There's a sense of readiness and preparation that is taking place right now. But first of all, what God is going to do, there's going to be a separation. That is fake. That's the right one. That's the original. That's authentic. That's not true. There's going to be a separation. And in that separation, there's going to be a lot of disappointment. There's going to be a lot of weeping, a lot of crying, you know, a lot, a lot of disorientation. Many are going to backslide because they're going to be disappointed. You will agree with me. Some of you now listening to me, you're already in a state of backsliding. Some watching me, many people are following me or are, are people who are, you know, loafing in the wilderness. They're confused because they've been in a particular place and they've come to realize that wait a minute I've been in the wrong thing it's like you it's like you wake up and realize that you're in the wrong relationship this this I mean you, you've been abused in this relationship but you've been telling yourself well it's gonna get better it's gonna get okay you know and until you realize that this thing is gonna kill you and suddenly you you it's like there's a wake-up call and you realize no I have to you know why most most people are in an abusive relationship because they don't know how to start. Where do I start from? How do I start? Where do I start from? I have three children. I've got this. I have four children. I, I've invested this. I've invested that. Where? where? So, uh, let's just continue. Let's continue, you know. Until you realize one day the gun is pointed at you. Or the knife, amen, is, is, is pointed at you. And you realize, now I've got to run for my life. That was Moses too. You think Moses wanted to run away? Some of us right now amen, are running away. We run away from what we have defined, what they've defined to us as Christianity. We run away. Run for your life. <laughs> Come on. And in, a, in and in this in this race that you know where 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 you know we find ourselves, we're disillusioned. We're confused. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that for those 40 years, the, the scripture never, you know, point out that God came and spoke to Moses and maybe even console him and try to, you know, you know, pacify him. No, he left him. Moses grew up, amen, 40 years. He had married with children. He's doing his own thing. Forgot that thing about, you know, saving God's people in Egypt. You know, in 40 years he ran. 
I can tell you about this because this is something that I have personally experienced. Maybe, maybe some of you are experiencing it. You don't know what to do with your life. You don't know what to do with Christianity. That's why, you know, God has sent somebody like me to be on the, you know, on online because it's, that's, that's the melting point. It's easy for you to watch me and not respond. That's why sometimes, you know, I get angry with people. I know they're following me, but they don't want to say anything. I know even men of God. <laughs> I know that, you know, what we are doing here has become like, you know, you know, uh, a converging point for a lot of people. You know, there are a lot of men of God who are already tired, who have been abused by ministry, you know, even by their so-called relationship at home. They don't know what to do. They've lost their sense of gospel message, you know, even kingdom message. They're just surviving. So, uh, but they just tune to Isaiah just to listen to what this babbler is saying. <laughs> this noise maker, you understand? And when they feel okay with what I've said, they carry on with their life. Basically, uh, my, my message is like trying to give them life, trying to keep them, you know, on, the, on that oxygen that they need so that uh, everything will not collapse. Of course, I'm a professor. I understand these things. And that's okay by me. Because that's what I'm saying to do. I'm supposed to help people bridge, amen, between their old and their new. So you can imagine my 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 my, my ministry is, is is huge, is big, and is tiring. But I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you that we've got to be aware. If you don't, if you're not aware of who you are, what you are sent to do, you understand? You want to become like everybody. I can't be like every other person. I, I was counseling some family that came here a few days ago. And they, and, you know, they were asking me, so, you know, so where's your church? I said, well, I don't have a church. This is my church. This is what I'm doing. Do you know the number of people that I reach every day in a, in a week? Nations that we are reaching. Because there are people there. People, you know, lost in the cyber world. Just confused. You know, just just surfing the cyber net. You know, not knowing where they are. Not knowing what, what their life is about. You understand? Basically trying to survive. And we're trying to bring away and say there's still hope. There's still hope. Amen. God is still, amen, in love with you and God still wants to use you. So they are in their, if you will, in their wilderness. Wilderness means so many things. There are different seasons and positions of wilderness. There are, there are, there are wilderness you find yourself that if you're not careful, you're going to die there. And there's a wilderness that God brings you into because he's brought you out of bondage. And there's a wilderness, amen, that God will take you to because he wants to speak to you. So you've got to understand. So when we preach wilderness, we've got to understand, amen, the context of the wilderness that we are preaching. There are those who are in wilderness because they have refused to hear, amen, correction. They've refused to listen. They've refused, amen, to be, you know, to be adjusted. They've refused, amen, the voice of truth. So they're in the wilderness. They're dying. You understand? That's a wilderness. So when we say wilderness, you've got to define the context of the wilderness that you find yourself all right there are people right now going to wilderness because hey amen they are you know uh, they, 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 everything they've tried is no longer working and so they've stopped praying they've stopped fasting they've stopped reading their bible and they are, they are being drained you understand we have to understand our wilderness wilderness is not it's not a general thing no 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 it's not so me right now, I'm like, you know, I'm like Philip. I hope you know my name is Philip, Isaiah Philip. I'm like a Philip that is positioned, you understand? Yes, in the wilderness of Gaza, 
waiting for the Ethiopian Enoch <laughs> who had gone, you know, yes, to Jerusalem to worship, but, but had no clue of anything he's been taught. In fact, this man had traveled from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to go worship God, but he's not allowed to enter into the temple because he's known, he's seen as a gender, as a foreigner. So he can't even enter certain dimension of worship. But yet, he was longing, he's searching. He's, there are people searching. There are people in the corporate world that are searching for God. There are young men, young, young women who are searching. All right? But what they're hearing, amen, in fact, is leading them more into bondage. This man left worship. He was going back home. But the Lord had, had, had an interest for him. The Lord saw his heart. And this is my point. There are many people confused today in all kinds of things. God sees your heart. He knows you're searching. And that's why God will position somebody. Say, hey, go help this person. Help this person to understand. So Philip was positioned there. I know I'm saying so many things right now, but just follow me. Just follow me. All right? Uh, let's not be you know, rigid. Let's just follow the guidance of the Spirit. Philip. They said, go, stand. Stand there. This guy just had 5,000 souls saved. 5,000 souls. Can you imagine a church of 5,000 and suddenly they pick you out of there and they go put you in a place where there's nobody. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nothing. Wilderness, Gaza. They say, go position yourself at Gaza. Here's this guy waiting. <laughs> at least he had God. God. Wow, man of God, my brother uh, Joshua, uh, uh, nice to have you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. All right, great man of God, nice to have you. All right, thank you so very much. So, yes, Philip at Gaza waiting. Do you know what his friends, his colleagues would have said to him? What, what kind of a God spoke to you? You've got 5,000. You've got 5,000 souls who just gave their life. Who is going to help them? Who is going to feed them? We can start another church with these 5,000 people. What is your problem? <laughs> well, God sent me to Gaza. Gaza where? In the wilderness. Who is there? Who is going to feed you? <laughs> it's like when I came to South Africa. How are you going to survive? Who do you know? I know no one. Who goes to a field? You know no one. <laughs> And the few people that I know, they rejected me. A brother that I know, that we helped. When I was in Nigeria as a minister, he was in Nigeria, living in South Africa. I called him, I'm stranded. Can you assist me? He said, oh, sorry, man of God, there's nothing we can do. Oh, those are testimony for me. You understand? Called another person. Ah, uh, you know, uh, uh, man of God, um, is a total stranger that helped me. I'm telling you what happened to me. This, this, these are the things that we're talking about. This is Passover, amen, 2.0. When God wants to use you, amen, there are things he's going he's to allow in your life. It's not the devil. Because there are interests. God has interests. Just as God had interest over that man, amen, the Ethiopian Enoch, God has interest for you. So you're coming out of a church. You're living a place you thought you have gone to serve God. You've gone to worship. But you have no clue. You are not fulfilled. This guy is going home. I hope you understand. This is a, this is a, this is a minister of finance of a country. This guy was in charge, amen, of the finance. Remember, finance back in the days, you talk about gold. 
Just like people are waking up right now in Africa. Africans are beginning to wake up and say, no, no, no. Now we want to begin to trade, amen, with gold. We don't want to trade with dollar again. We want to trade with gold. You understand? Oh, you watch, you watch the American dollar collapse. Because, listen to this. The economy, who controls the economy, controls our freedom. If we're not free economically, we cannot claim to we're free, amen, yes, as a nation. So, thank God for nations like Ghana and the others that say, no, no, there's something God, amen, he wants to do in our life. Hallelujah. Yes, the wilderness is our school, is the school of the spirit. Thank you, sir. So, they position him there, stay there. Characters are being shaped and formed. Listen. The way God, amen, reached the 5,000, you would have thought, wow, that requires a lot of anointing and grace. That may be true. But what God wants to do with one man, the Ethiopian Enoch, with just one man, one man, ah, is going to reach a nation. So God doesn't mind you, amen, leave that 5,000 and go connect. You see, if you don't have a prophetic eyes, if you cannot see the way God sees, if you don't have, amen, the ability to measure values, based on God's scale, you're going to miss God. Because who wants to live, amen, 5,000, you understand? For, for what? Well, Jesus left the 99, excuse me, Jesus left the 99 for one. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. If you want to measure the success of my work here in South Africa and you're looking for you know how many churches are built and all of that you would have missed what God is doing Only God will be able to define and determine the success of a man as you walk in obedience to his voice your success is measured It's not the 5000 seater auditorium you build not 10000 seater auditorium all of those things are good but they are not the heart of the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom is not in meat and drink. The kingdom is not measured by quantity. The kingdom of God is not measured, amen, by human values and system. You cannot measure success in the kingdom by using human scale. No. You cannot. So we 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 trying to understand what God was what God was up to in the life of 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 Moses. I said, in fact, what led me to all of this is that God is raising, amen, in this season, in this hour, a new cream of leader. There are people right now, leaders that God is bringing out of that system called Egypt. God is bringing them out, amen. They are the they are the forerunner. They will go ahead. Yes, they will encounter God in the wilderness and then God will send them back to Egypt. <laughs> you understand? We've talked about that before. God will send them back. You see, this is, you cannot fight that system. You see, you cannot fight that system with your little ability or with... <laughs> they will kill you. They will kill you. That system will kill you. They will malign you. They will block you. They will make sure. I mean, they will do everything they can to make sure that you do not survive. That's why if you want to leave those churches, you want to leave those places, you must know God. You've got to hear God. 
You don't wake up one morning, hey, I'm going. No. They will send assassin, not just spiritual assassin. I'm talking about they will send, they will hire people to go and pull you down, particularly if they know you know too much. These people are wicked. These are mafians. Mafians in the church. I'm talking about mafians in the church. In fact, the church today, many of what we call church is a cartel. Is a cartel. That's, you will see them. You will know them. You know When you see their posters, they, are, they work in groups. You will know them. You know, this is that one's camp. That's this one's camp. That, me, I don't have any camp. I'm in the camp of the Lord. Mafians. So you wake up one morning, particularly if they know that you are one of their highest tight payers. You pay tight to their church. You give money to them. And suddenly you say, God has spoken to me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. I'm going. Bye. They will come for you. They will do all kinds of things. If they have to go and, you know, you know mix that concussion. Because you, you think these people are just ordinary. No. They've got all kinds of people who consult for them. You, they've got all kinds of black power, black magic. These people, with those, they are big rings. You think, you think they are joking? They are not joking. They are building a kingdom. They are building Babylon. They will come for you. So you better be ready. You better really want to be free. But you think if it's a joke, they will make sure that your life is a misery. They will make sure that your life, yes, that's why you see many people when they leave those places, they are depressed. They become suicidal. They become suicidal. They are depressed. I mean, you go to church, you think you're going to find joy. You think you're going to find peace. You think you're going to find a fulfillment. No. You become more depressed. You carry all kinds of disease. Yes. Those who know their God, if we don't say this thing, how do you wake up to realize that among the sheep that there are wolves? That among the sheep that there are what? Wolves. And wolves <laughs> have one mission, to devour the sheep. The mission of the wolf is to devour the sheep. Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? <laughs> Peter said, but you know I love you, Lord. He asked him again, do you love me? Oh, yes, Lord, I love you. He asked him the third time, Peter, do you love me? But Bible said Peter was getting angry. Lord, but you know all things. He said, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my lamb. That is the assignment of any man of God. You're an apostle. You're a... a, a a prophet? <laughs> you are a what now? A pastor? An evangelist? A teacher? Excuse me? Where's the bishop among us? <laughs> because the work of a bishop is subject to the work of a deacon. He's just an overseer. Is the bishop did not even make it. Did not make it to the fivefold. So fooling ourselves. It says the bishop, no. That thing is a pattern that was captured, borrowed from the Catholic Church, brought into the charismatic Pentecostal Church. Today, we see we, we see the mess. Everybody now has a small cap. You see, it's a bishop. What, what's going on with us? How did we get to all this point? 
These were things that you don't find in Christ. Who is our pattern? You see, that's why I say, if you don't have Christ, who is your pattern, you will fall into the lies and the deceptions of these things. If you're looking for, you know, a position, influence, you're looking for power, you find it in Christ. Christ is my sufficiency. If you read the Bible, the book of Colossians speaks to us as Christ who is our all-sufficiency. Nothing is greater. Nothing is more glorious, honorable, more powerful. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw. As you're lifting it up, lifting Christ up is drawing you. You are the first man that he's going to draw. Now you want people, you want things to, come on. Are you getting, are you, are you hearing what the spirit of God is saying? Are you, full, are you tracking the directions of the spirit? We're talking about Passover. We are passing over, amen, all kinds of demonic system, amen, that have been offered to us in the name of Christ, in the name of his church, in the name of his kingdom. All right. So God called, you know, uh, uh, um, Moses. He had an experience. He had an experience. He had an encounter. And that's what I'm talking about. For you to be able to be part of the apostolic generation. I hope you understand. To be apostolic, amen, must be clearly understood and must be clearly defined. The apostolic, amen, the apostolic message and the apostolic spirit, amen, is about establishment, is about the establishment of God's divine intention, of God's divine objective, of God's divine counsel. The apostolic, amen, is sent into a system to go and build the order of God. Yes. How did the apostolic church begin? Jesus was about to leave Acts chapter 1. He was about to leave the earth. He had finished his work. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I guess the disciples were waiting for him to topple the, you know, the government and restore you know, you know, the authority of the kingdom of God. So they came to ask him, would you at this time restore the kingdom of God? Jesus told them, it's not for you to know the when and the how, but I say to you, tarry in Jerusalem. Listen to this. The establishment of the kingdom of God on earth, amen, began at the birth of the church. And that is because of, amen, yes, the Passover. Jesus Christ came and brought a people out of the religious system by telling them the truth. He confronted the Pharisee. Yes, they killed him for, for, for it, but he, re he resurrected. Hallelujah. He came. Hallelujah. He preached the truth to the people. He brought them to liberation. He brought them to liberty. He opened the eyes of the people. Well, we read this before. Let's look at it again. Let's look at the heart of the, of the gospel of the kingdom. I hope I still have it here. Let me see. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You should remember this. We, did, we, we, we talked about this sometime back. The four cornerstones of the gospel. Alright? And this is the heart of the apostolic message. To proclaim liberty to the captive. The recovery of sight to the blind. To release the oppressed. Amen. The proclamation of the season or the year of the Lord's favor. The year of Jubilee. Those are the four cardinal amen, points, if you will, of what is known as the apostolic gospel. Hallelujah. If our gospel is not reflecting this, then it's not apostolic. 
the people were sent amen yes to go and establish jesus said tarry in jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high not from not not he made it clear from on high you must be endued with power because there's certain power that can come from the earth power means influence from on high so their eyes were up they were looking up for what is coming down they were not looking for authority coming from the religious system. They were not looking for authority coming from, you know, their family or cousin or uncle. They were not looking for influence coming from their peers. They, their eyes, you see, when our eyes is focused above, the issues of the flesh, carnality, will become a thing of the past. And that's why the, the, the cross is the, cent, is the center, amen, is the center of the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom of God. You understand? If I be lifted up. When Jesus was lifted up on the cross. Something happened. A throng of people were delivered from, from bondage. From religious bondage. I told us the last time. When we were preaching. When Jesus said beware of the leaven of the Pharisee. Then he said, beware of the leaven of Herod. <laughs> and then he said, beware of the leaven amen, of the of Sahendrins or the, the Sadducees. You've got to be aware of all this leaven. Like I told you, leavens are influenced. They influence the door to rise. It's pride. They will pump pride into you. They will pump you up. You will, you, will, you will be expecting what God has not desired for you. I mean, that's why you will notice that the prayer done in those places is all about God do it for me. God do it for me. God conquer my enemy. No, that is not the heart of prayer. Anything that pumps you up, that does not bring the flesh to the cross, is bondage. Anything that seeks to give you amen, a position that God has not ordained for you, that seeks to elevate you amen, to a pedestal that heaven has not ordained for you. You see, that's why these churches thrive because they, they, they know that everybody wants to make it, everybody wants increase, everybody wants to develop. Every, so they use that. If, if my prayer is just about, hey, God killing all your enemy, God destroy all your... <laughs> We will love me the more. But listen to this. I am actually shortchanging you. The gospel is not to preach what you want. The gospel, amen, is to align you to what heaven has eternally ordained for you. That is the heart of the gospel. So you can't even begin to talk about the gospel if you don't have a prophetic spirit. Because the prophetic spirit is what allows you to see into the heart of God, amen, in regarding to your life or to the life of those that, amen, you are called to minister to. Hallelujah. The Lord used Moses. Because he empowered Moses. He anointed Moses. Moses had an encounter. You see, when you have an encounter with God, you're not afraid to go back to Egypt. You're not afraid to say, Thus hear the Lord. Let my people go. You will not pally pally with them. You will not join their network. You will not be part of what they're doing. Because the mandate is, let my people go that they may worship me. I told us, anything that steals the worship of God, anything that seeks to pervert the worship of God, that seeks to corrupt the heart of the people from worshiping the Father, 
God in the way he designed and ordained it is bondage. Worship is not the tempo of the sound. Worship is not the melody. For all I care, you can call Jesus a million times in your worship. But if your heart, amen, is not open to Christ and the gospel of his kingdom, listen, you're worshiping another Jesus. I hope you understand. Jesus says before he returns, there will be many Jesuses coming. There will be all kinds of Christ. Today we as we have, amen, yes, all types of sundries of churches, so we have all types of Jesuses. Don't be fooled because somebody used Jesus Christ, preached Jesus. Don't be fooled. By their fruit, you will know them. You cannot know, hallelujah, the fruits of truth and righteousness if you have not partaken of that fruit before. How do you define, amen, what is right from what you see? By their fruit, you will know. So how do you come to the knowledge? How do you come to that experiential knowledge, amen, to say that is right, that is wrong? How? Because the Bible says you shall know. So meaning that they expect us to have, have certain skills, certain skill, certain understanding of how to identify the truth from the lie. So if those things are not built in you, you will go to a place where they are killing you and you will be shouting hallelujah, praise God. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Meanwhile, Jesus already told you before he returns, there will be many Jesuses surfacing. They will tell you, oh, he's there, he's here. Jesus said, don't go there. Do you know the truth? Do you know the word of God? When your spirit starts feeling somehow, something is not right. Hey, but everything looks okay. Listen, don't make the same mistake Joshua and the rest made. The Bible says, when the Gibeonites came, <laughs> they deceived them. Because they said, look, we are we're coming from afar. We've heard of the, your, your fame and the fame of your God and how your God has conquered your enemy. We, 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 we just want to partner with you guys. We just want to, you know, affiliate with you guys. And you know people like that. They know that the only way they can get you is to sneak into your skin, is to be part, amen, of you. You know, let's, let's, let's partner together. They said to Nehemiah, come, let's partner together. Let's build this thing together. We are also kingdom. We're also doing kingdom. <laughs> a lot of people doing kingdom today that have run away from. Because their idea of the kingdom is totally different from amen, Christ. When Christ is not the focal point of what we call kingdom, is another kingdom. I hope you understand that Babylon is a kingdom. I hope you understand that Egypt is a kingdom. There's a kingdom of the Assyrians. There's a kingdom, amen, of the Philistines. Kingdom are known to conquer other things. The only thing the kingdom of God wants to conquer in our life is the flesh. Is our soul. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, I just said. The only thing the kingdom of God wants to conquer is the flesh and the influence, the negative influence of the fallen Adamic nature, which is called the soul. When that is conquered, we belong to Christ. But this kingdom, they want to conquer you. They want to conquer your finance. They want to conquer your marriage. Do you know how many marriages have been destroyed? Because Papa said, because the prophet said, do you know how many young people today looking, looking for husband and wife that is like... <laughs> 
they, you know, they've been counseled not to have because of what the Papa said, of what the prophet said. Some of you need to go back and repent of all this funny nonsense prophecy you've received and go back to God and, and ask the Lord to help you break away from this thing. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying to was it my wife or somebody? I can't remember who, not too long ago. I said, why is it so difficult today for young people, you know, people to have to have, you know, to find, you know, uh, the right person to marry. It's becoming a big concern. Where are the men? It's not like there are no men in the church. It's not that like there are no women in the church. No. They have wrong expectation. They wrong, have wrong value system. They have wrong attitude. So everybody is scattered. When we restore the right value system back to the church, men and women will be open and their eyes will be open and will be saying, oh, that's my wife. That's my husband. It's amazing today. You have a a lot of young people today roaming the church. No wonder issue of perversion and sex and all of that is just flying here and there. Everybody's just doing that, slipping around, having children without marrying in the church. Even men of God are doing it. I have men of God who have married three times. <laughs> I, I, it's a concern, but I used maybe because I'm sent to the church, that's why I feel these things. People are confused. You see the right man that this. But because of one character and one attitude, you throw him away. Because they said something. Somebody said something. What as God's word say? Is your life reflecting the value of a true, amen, virtuous woman? Well, that's just by the way, but I think somebody needed to hear that. Because this gospel must touch every area of our life. We have to be free from the life. We have to be free from even things that we have accepted that is not aligning with the standard of God, with the will of God. Some of you think prayer is what is going to solve your problem. No, it's the right attitude. Prayer seeks to correct your attitude so that when you come into the environment, amen, of what you're seeking for, of what's supposed to belong to you, you can recognize it and you can you can in humility receive it. Nobody receives a gift, amen, standing tall and proud. No, no, no. If you want to receive a gift, you receive it in humility. You understand? You don't receive a gift. <laughs> no. No. You're going to lose that gift. That's why I said the heart of the gospel, amen, is humility. That's the cross. Cross brings us to the point where, amen, we are humble. Cross, cross is what crucify, what brings the soul, amen, to an end. Or else, I'm telling you, you'll be struggling. All the fish will be passing you by. They say, we've toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Because <laughs> you're using the wrong system. You're using the wrong value. You're using the wrong attitude. Well, God, just do whatever you want to do. Are you getting this, friends? There's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with your attitude and character. The food you've been eating. I've given you a wrong sense of vision, a wrong sense of a wrong sense of direction, a wrong sense of expectation. The expectation of the righteous is your expectation aligned to righteousness. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be what? Will not be defeated. The expectation of the righteous will be met. If you if you if you have an expectation that is righteous, God will fulfill it. 
How he fulfill it, I don't know. Where he will fulfill it, I don't know. But he will. In most cases, what God wants to do with your life is totally disconnected with how you think right now. And that's what God did with Moses. Moses thought he had run away from God. 40 years in the wilderness. You know, living his life, enjoying his life, you know. He's become a nice shepherd just doing what... God have used all of that to prepare him. Then he saw something he cannot ignore. Can you just flow as the Lord leads you? God may even rearrange your life, take you from that place that you that you are. Maybe it's that environment that push you somewhere else. It's all part of God leading you. See, you've got to know. You've got to commit your life to the hand of God. Not to some of us are more committed to church than to committed to God. Some people love church more than they love God. I hope you don't think that I'm anti-church <laughs> because if you think that way then you don't understand what I'm talking about the church is the instrument by which God uses to advance his kingdom so if the church is not right everything we talk about in regarding to the kingdom of God is disconnected it's in disarray the church and the kingdom of God work hand in hand the kingdom of course is bigger than the church the church must be subject to the values and to the principle it's like saying purpose is bigger than vision <laughs> come on we are all driven by purpose but what what source amen your purpose your purpose must be sourced from a vision or else yeah, they, that strength and effort and whatever it is you are you're pouring into that purpose is a waste because you have no clear vision Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you this morning. We thank you for what your spirit is expressing. I think I'm done this morning. Or else I'll just continue and continue. But Lord, you've spoken to us. We're dealing with Passover 2.0. Help us, Lord, to hear, to see, to know, to understand, to respond to what your mind, oh God, yes, is, is emphasizing in, in the life of your church restore our joy help us to see that this thing oh God is bigger than what we think, what we assume it's the exodus of the church bring us into that point and place or that, that order of our life of the wilderness where we can experience you again because it's from that experience that we have the courage, the joy to return back to a place we've run away from. We know you're building your church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. So thank you once again. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your heart. Thank you, Father, for everyone that have joined us this morning. Your servants, your instruments men and women who are going to come into this truth later on thank you for their lives thank you father for their home for their assignment their mandate everyone running their race on their own track thank you that this track that you have assigned us may it truly be the track you have assigned us may it not be something else may we not assume or presume in this order of priesthood we are not allowed to presume we thank you that indeed your kingdom is becoming even more clearer to us. Your will and purpose is 
becoming more clearer to us. We honor you. Thank you that you will find yourself a people in this season with bold, with boldness, with courage, with the skill, and of course with the experience that they've acquired of you. Returning and bringing the people out. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We bless you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Lord, those who are out there who are in need of your voice and direction, guidance and leading, Father, lead them. Those who are afraid to come out, bring them out, oh God. Those who don't know what to do, who think, if I, if I come out of this house of bondage, where am I going to go? Father, send help. You've always done that. You've always sent, you've always done that. You did it in the life of Saul of Tarsus. You send him into the house of Aeneas. <laughs> yes. You say, go to the street called, to, to the place called Straits. You will find a house. You will find a man, Aeneas. Go there. You're a God of divine direction. Even though Aeneas rejected Saul, you spoke to Aeneas. You've got to take him. He said, this man has killed members of your church. He's come here also to take others in prison. He said, no. Take him. He's a chosen one. Hallelujah. He's a chosen one. I'm going to use him. You're a God of divine connection. You're a God of divine alignment. You send David to the house of Samuel to be trained, to be equipped for what is ahead. Just as you sent Moses, yes, to the house of one that is known as the priest in media. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, what can we say to these things? What a truth. Send us. Lead us. Help us. Grace us. Help us to break away from the hold of the enemy. Whatever Egypt represents and reflects in our life, Come down in your power and fight those things. Because only you, only you can do it. Only you can free us from the hold of the tyranny of bondage. Because that's what Egypt is, bondage. Sin is bondage. The cross is what we embrace today. Thank you. We remind ourselves of what you did over 2,000 years ago on that day where you were arrested all of this is for our freedom ah we remember may we not forget Lord may we not forget your love your love is what led you to be crucified your love is what led you to the cross agape may we be a people of love again 
The love that is not selfish, that is not self-centered. A love that does not seek his own. Want to have the biggest this, the biggest that. Want to be exclusive. No. Help us to know that when we come into you, we're already exclusive. We're already yes, yeah, special. You said we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, kings and priests. You have made us. <laughs> Help us to know who we are. So we will live a life as royals, yet walking in humility. Come, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. May we hear your sound, oh God. The sound of your spirit. May we hear the sound of this new day. May you be glorified. Oh, hallelujah. Come, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for truth. Your truth that sets free. We are knowing that truth and the truth is setting us free. We are no longer under the influence of fear. We are no longer under the control of bondage. Human system, religion, traditions of men. You said, who bewitched you? Galatians? Tell me that that which you have received of the Lord, did you receive it by the workings of the law or by the hearings of faith? Ah, help us, Lord. Let the skill begin to fall from our eyes. Let the scale begin to fall from our eyes. As the scale fell from the eyes of Saul of Tarsus and it became poor. Let the scale fall, O oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Bring us to freedom. Oh, hallelujah. Bring us to freedom. Let the scale fall. Help us to remove the garment of men. As David said to Saul, I can't go with this. He undressed himself. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Help us to undress ourselves. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so very much. Thank you, man of God, once again. It's nice to have you connect. Really do appreciate uh, this. My love to the family and to, you know, the tribe. Amen. Thank you. And any other person joining us? Thank you, Sister Priscilla. All right. I see somebody joining us. Uh, David Hill, thank you so very much. Nice to have you join this morning. May God continue to bless you. Really appreciate your connection. Of course, my dear brother, uh, uh, Safiki, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Right. Nice to have you, Assistant Commissar. Thank you also for joining this morning. We give all glory and praise to God. And anyone out there that have joined us this morning in celebrating this wonderful memorial. Indeed, today is a day of memorial. We remember, we celebrate what our Lord Jesus Christ did for us. Amen. Yes. And we will continue to remember and celebrate his love and his goodness. Have yourself a wonderful and a fruitful uh, uh, Easter Friday. 
We'll see you hopefully maybe later today or tomorrow. God bless you, everyone. Continue to rejoice in the Lord. Continue to celebrate, amen, his goodness. Continue to walk, amen, in the order of his kingdom, amen. God bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.